Hello, and welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at taking the money stress out of marriage and turning the focus back to enjoying life together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined today by my former budget hater, Heather. Well, I'm not sure if I'm former still, but (laughs) (laughs) hater's good. I, I, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt on this one. You're, you're a good participant now. So, Heather, how can people uh, get a hold of us if they want to ask questions or, or share comments or topics? We would love to hear from you. There's two ways you can reach us. You can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or send us, send us a message on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Please, we don't have a lot going on right now. We'd love to receive emails and <laughs> we respond. We beg you, we're begging. I mean, we don't normally have a lot going on, so that's pretty far for the course. But uh, yeah, we're anxiously waiting by to hear. <laughs> Operators are standing by. <laughs> well, we have a great show for you today. Today, we are going to be uh, talking about budgeting. Uh, but first, boo. this is where you put the audio boo, booing <laughs> over. But first, of course, we want to. I want to talk a little bit about what's happening with us uh, here this weekend. So, Heather, what's going on as we're recording? Well, funny that the topic should be budgeting because today is Budget Committee Day. Budget Committee. Oh my gosh! So I think I said previously that balancing the pe- checkbook day was the best day of the month for me. But I feel like this could be your favorite day of the month. This is my best day of the month. I love budget committee so much. So we call it budget committee. Um, All it is, it's where we talk about our our monthly budget plan. Yeah, it's a committee of two. (laughs) (laughs) Who's chairman of the board on this committee? Do we have a chairman? I think think you're chairman. I'm CEO. I'm the doer. I do all the work and you just tell me what to do. Just kidding. (laughs) So... You know, before we get into budget committee later today, I just wanted to let you know that there's some things that came up this month that may not have been planned. So, uh, uh, world, this is just kind of how budget committee usually goes for us. So, I did some clothes shopping while we were back in the U.S. Did we talk about this in advance? The whole point of budget committee is to talk about purchases in advance. Here's the deal. I didn't know that I'd have time, and I was back in the United States where I knew the stores and the sizes. It's been such a challenge in Singapore. And I found out my office is opening up, so I got to go back to work, so no more T-shirts and shorts. Um, and, and so and you're telling me this on the podcast because you don't want me to, to get upset that's uh, right. while recording. Yeah. So I spent maybe $450 over budget. $450? Let's just calm down. I like haven't I spent said... $450 in the last two years on clothes. <laughs> now, again, I had to get some new clothes that fit. I'm going back to work. So anyway, um, so world, this is kind of how it goes for you spinners out there. I usually prep going into the budget committee to make sure I know how to address um, maybe unplanned expenses with David. So that's kind of how I set but it up, explain suppo- it. But what's supposed to happen? This is not this is not modeling good behavior, folks. <laughs> what's supposed to happen is that when unplanned expenses come up, we're supposed to have a conversation about, oh, here's something that we need to buy. Um, I just want to make sure everybody's on board about that. Um, 
but the spender in this relationship sometimes doesn't like to have that conversation and she tries to go around the system and ask for forgiveness later and it's not a very good process if she wants to stay in a happy marriage (laughs) and that's why she's laughing and i'm not um okay so anyway budget committee happening later today so we are going to be getting into that and finding out what happens and and uh learning no more more surprises that was the only surprise learning about these surprises um okay so today we're talking budgeting. So Heather, we have a little bit of a history with budgeting, or we, we started out without a history of budgeting. Neither of us budgeted when we were single, right? Yeah. So budget was a four-letter word to me, probably still is. Um, I had never lived on a budget, and you know, then we got married, and we only had half the expenses, or maybe with you know two-thirds, whatever. We were making the most money we'd made. And you wanted me to go on a budget. And I was like, what? No. Yeah. Well, and I wanted you to get on a budget because, mainly because things weren't going well for us. I mean, we we were, um, we were arguing a lot about money. And my concern was that it felt like there were always expenses coming up. It was always, let's go out to dinner again and let's do this again. And it was just one more thing and one more thing. And there was no end to the one more thing. And so... The budget, the thought for me for the budget was, hey, I want to know where the the end is on this one more thing. Um, and I saw the budget as a way to, to have some clarity around that. And I felt like a budget was going to be very restrictive and policing me. And I wanted my freedom. Who's with me? <laughs> you have plenty of freedom. <laughs> No, but well, you're right. We we were having a lot of stress. There was a lot of fights on on money. So um, we decided to take the Dave Ramsey course, and I agreed that while we were taking the course, I was 100% committed. And during the period of the course, I would do whatever Dave said, and we did. We we did it. We stuck with it, and it it helped. And at least at least for me, it was very freeing. Um, I know Heather said it felt very restrictive, uh, budgeting, the thought of budgeting was restrictive for me. It was incredibly freeing because now all of a sudden I knew this is how much we're spending on eating out this month. And so I could, uh, see, okay, this is how much we've spent and this is how much we've yet to spend. And if we're getting, you know, halfway quarter of the way, three quarters of the way through the month and we haven't spent that much, then I'm like, Hey, let's go out to eat. Let's spend some Let's go out to eat and enjoy it because that's what it's there for. Um, so having a, a purpose for that money really helped get my head in the right place. And that's, I mean, and that's why we ended up staying. So I know I said I was just committed through the end of the course, but this is one thing that we did keep on after the course. And we've been doing it now for, I don't even know now, I don't know, six years, seven years. I, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, I think it's been seven years. I think it was 2013. So. So, David, for those people that are budget haters like myself out in the world, um, there's probably not that many. Just kidding. Um, why? Tell us the why. What's in it for us? Why? Why do? Why is a budget necessary? I mean, is it really necessary? Why would someone actually <laughs> it's put necessary. themselves through this? And we kind of touched on this a little bit um, in in my explanation of why we needed it. Um, we needed to get aligned. We were we were having we had different expectations on what money would be spent, where it would be spent, um, and why. Uh, and so we were 
arguing about it a lot. So by getting on the, the right budget, you get aligned, you, you stop those fights, um, or at least reduce the number of them uh, about money. And you, you have a clear picture about where your money is going. Yeah, I think for me, that was one of the weirdest things during this process, because I don't know what happened, but we found that we had more money at the end of the month once we started budgeting. People, I swear to you, I have no idea where that money came from. Our income did not go up, but we'd get to the end of the month and we would have more than we had before. And I think it was just by being planful and telling our money where it's going, we were now in control it was kind of like when you find a $5 bill in the po- pocket of your coat, you pull out your winter jacket, and you're like, oh, score, $5. So, but that was happening every month yeah. to a much larger tune than $5. Yeah, that was a pretty cool part. It, that was awesome. And I think you're right. It was because we were we were being more intentional. We, we didn't have those fewer impulse purchases, I think, uh, and money just kind of slipping away. Uh, and... I think budgets also help with achieving, again, back to your favorite word, goals. Um, they help us achieve our, our long-term goals, whether that be savings goals, debt debt elimination goals, or other long-term goals, because now we have a plan on how we're going to achieve them, and this is the tool, the budget's the tool you use to, to get there. Totally agree. We want to give you actual tools that you can actually help use to do what we're talking about. I am very much about a little less conversation, a little more action. (laughs) And to me, this is giving you the action. This is what you're going to do to put it into action and do these great ideas that we have. This is where the rubber hits the road, right? right. This is exactly, this is doing it. This is living the life. Um, And uh, this is how you make it happen. So, so we talked about th- this is how you do it. So, how do you how do you do a budget? What's the process for doing a budget? Sure. So, step one is open a bottle of wine. <laughs> I seem to remember this step before you called it step zero. <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. Step zero. Step zero. Open a bottle of wine. No, I'm just kidding. Um. So, this is a monthly process. This is something you should be doing on a monthly basis. Uh. So, step one, you should you first need to determine your income. Now, this needs to be reality, not what you would like your income to be. You can't make this number up, people. I know you'd be like, oh, I'd like to make $100,000 a month, but that is not how you start this. I think that's an excellent point because I know, <laughs> I've known several people that actually think that way. And they'll say, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to buy this this bigger house than I can really afford because I know I'm going to be getting that promotion next year. And so it, this extra payment's not going to be a problem. And the, you're 100% correct that you need to be planning based on what you ma- are making today. And I, it, that sounds ridiculous, but I know people that do it and justify it and plan outside of what they actually make. Yeah. And then second, once you've determined your income, same thing. You need to list off all of your items that must be paid. So start with the things that have to be paid. And again, this needs to be realistic too. Like what David said, you don't want to get in to already spending money you don't have. So you have to pay your bills, right? You can't leave anything out that you have to pay. So, you know, obviously rent and utilities and those things. You're probably going to have lots of discussion around the wants or the splurges, clothing, eating out. Target, who's with me on that one. Um, (laughs) Now, it's not that you can't have these. 
you just need to be really planful on those items versus what you have to. And some of those things like clothing, yes, everyone needs to wear clothing. And so there is an element of, yes, I need this, but you probably already have some clothing in, in your closet today. And it might be old and it might not be what you want to wear, but you can probably get by if you need to for another month. And so that's one of those things where maybe you can buy a piece of clothing every once in a while. Um, you don't have to buy a whole bunch every month. Right. You can plan that out a little bit better. Um, and then based on based on that list that you have, then I would recommend then estimating what you're going to spend in all of those categories, specifically starting with the, the categories of the, the must-haves, the must-spends. So how much is, is the electricity bill going to be this month? How much is our is our rent or our mortgage or wh- whatever the, uh, that, that housing cost is? And I remember when we first did this, I had no idea how much I was spending on anything other than, you know, the set bills for the mortgage, the car payment, et cetera. I, this was a quite an eye-opening process for me. I, like, I really didn't know what a lot of things cost because they were needs, like a gallon of milk. I'm not, I'm not Bill Gates. It's not that I'm so rich. I don't need to, I don't need to know. I just, I think I told myself that if I ignored it, it wouldn't be so bad. Um, they say ignorance is bliss, right? So that <laughs> it was kind of my... bliss for me. Your ignorance <laughs> was not my bliss. <laughs> But and yeah, that's true. You didn't know, and you you didn't really know how much things cost at the grocery store. And so no. as a result, going to the fancy grocery store where they have a personal shopper assigned to you um, wasn't any different than going to the the Walmart um, grocery store, where uh, yeah, it's a lot cheaper, but and you get the same brands, but uh, you don't have the the same level of service or the the same atmosphere. Yeah, so this step can be scary and hard, and you're probably like, if you're like me, you're like, I don't even know where to start. I mean, you can go back and look at your big statement for last month or whatever, but just take a shot at it. It's going to change. You know, this is not going to be perfect the first month or two or three, but try to start somewhere. And then ultimately, this needs to result in what what they call a zero-based budget. So we want all of your money to be spoken for. So you want to make sure that you're not... Um, overspending, you shouldn't result at the end of the month as you're planning out this budget. You shouldn't have have uh, be spending more than you had coming in, and likewise, you shouldn't have a whole pile of money left over at the end of the month sitting at at that balance. That money should be either designated to savings or to other um, other activities. Um, all right. And then, uh, and then this also gives you a process within within your budget after you have had a chance to build out your budget to to flush out those details. Then you really want to track those actuals. So this is more looking at at that end of the month or as the the month is going on. Um, you can do this on a weekly basis, or Heather and I do this on a monthly basis. We track those those actuals uh, by category to see how we're doing against them. Yeah, you decide what makes the most sense. This isn't supposed to be the most, whatever's most efficient and easiest for you. And, and then finally, we, we have a, a budget committee meeting. So our, our monthly budget meeting every month, we normally do it on the last day of the month. Just because I'm kind of anal, as I mentioned about balancing the checkbook. So I like to make sure we've got a complete picture, but we haven't started into the next month. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's clean. So normally that by the time we have that meeting, we are 
not planning to spend any more money that month. It's like end of the day on the last day of the month. And this norm, this process can be a little painful. Um, this is the meeting where where you're actually building out that budget for your for the next month and reviewing the results of the previous month. And it can take some time to get into that rhythm and to really understand what do things actually cost? How much gas do we actually buy every month? What are the the things that we need to be thinking about that can surprise us? The the birthdays or the I I don't know the the other random events that we need to just be aware of um, for particular months. Yeah, don't like don't beat yourself up. It's not going to be perfect the first time, and it's probably going to take longer the first time you do it as you're going through and just getting things situated and how do you classify it and what do we think next month? You'll eventually kind of get into a rhythm and have it down and it'll go pretty smoothly going forward. But, um, but how long do you think it took us to get into a rhythm? On it? I, I would probably say, I mean, I think we, we hammered out kind of an idea of it after probably three months, but then it's gotten even more smoother since then. But that probably was after kind of a year or whatever. I feel like we got into more of a pretty simple rhythm. Especially after we had a year under our belt and we yeah. were able to then go back Compare. and look, oh, how much did we spend on Christmas last year? Right. What, was, what did our July... Uh, air conditioning electric bill look like and that having a year's worth of data then got us to a point where it was pretty we got pretty good at this yeah that's a really good point because there are gonna not every month is equal and you'll find that out and and then it helps you though because you'll know oh my gosh christmas is coming up eek you know now you can be more i mean we always know when christmas is it doesn't change but when you're actually being intentional with budgeting and planning your money then you know okay we got to start thinking about this earlier on yeah so since we're talking about that monthly budget meeting let let's um get into what that actually looks like what are the key elements that need to be in place for that budget meeting to be successful so everybody needs to be present and engaged <laughs> that that's a little flight of the concords <laughs> reference for for those of you that were into that show back in the day um so take attendance like murray if you brought to the show anyway um one person can be the leader if you like spreadsheets but everybody's got a review so even a spender like myself can be a total nerd and love me some spreadsheets so i actually play this role and i usually kind of get us all prepped before the meeting you know, and that way I'm prepared and know where I need to confess and have my stories all together when it comes stories. to... Stories? These mean, aren't stories. These, no, these I mean, be just truth. messaging. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she puts together stories and spin and she's like a politician coming into budget committee the way it sounds here So, savers, clear, close your ears. Spenders, listen up. There are ways to hide some things. Like Hide example, is not the right word to use when you're talking about finances in America. I'm just giving some tips. I'm not recommending it, but I'm just... (laughs) Because you're mentioning it, it sure sounds like a recommendation. For example, when you go to Target to buy toiletries, you may also pick up some extra things along the way that you could easily just hide in the Target belt. But I do not recommend hiding those purchases, you know, unless they're small. There's no need to make make them upset over nothing. This is... This, again... (laughs) Like, I feel like this is bad advice. <laughs> this is how you get in trouble because you can hide a lot of things in the target bill then. <laughs> oh, my goodness. As I, long as it's within range. No, I'll, I, I'll hide a new I'll, video game I'll, console in the target bill. All joking aside, <laughs> you do need. I do talk normally about the big items, um, even if they are unplanned, before I go and do them. 
but um, yes. Well, so you you kind of went over it real quick at the beginning, but I think it's it I. I want to reemphasize the importance of both people, both um, parties in, in the, the relationship being engaged in this budget meeting. Um, this is not, the budget should not be something that one person does unilaterally. Um, this is something you're doing together. And I, I, I've had friends where one, one person in the couple does the budget and they manage it all. And then they tell the other person, oh yeah, we still have room this month to do this, that, or the other thing. And that is not how this should go because we need, you, you really need both people in the relationship to be bought in and to be fully engaged in your finances. And that can't happen if only one person is managing them. And this is, this meeting is the core component of managing the finances. Yeah. And spenders, come on, you want to be there because you want to make sure that you get all your items in and plan for in the month. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. And, and it, really it could be the spender or the saver that yeah. is, is typically that, that more budget conscious person uh, but both of you no matter what you're leaning need to be there so once once you're all there um start going through all the line items in the budget the different categories and talk through you know why you were over under what surprises there were why they were how do you do it next time and kind of just go through and step by step and put it all evaluate it Exactly. Yeah. Having those conversations about why are you over or under helps you make better decisions for the next month then. So if you know, oh, we were we were over on the target bill this month um, for because because uh, I don't know, we, we were out of all these different toiletries. OK, that's that's not a big deal. It's an unusual thing. But if we're over on the target bill because there are a whole bunch of sneaky things that were snuck in there. <laughs> okay, we need to have a conversation about it and we need to get it under control, right? So yeah. it, that that this is a, an opportunity to hold each other accountable for, for purchases and, and to, to just better understand um, what's happening in your financial life. And then, you know, you want to talk about the total, look at the total in and out and, and where, where you ended because you're never going to be perfect. Every line, you're going to be a little over, you're going to be a little under, hopefully it's a little um, but net net, you want to look to the bottom and say, hey, how did we do in total? Because maybe you knew like, ooh, I spent a little extra there. So maybe you pulled back a little on eating out knowing that. So you can kind of manage it throughout the month. But um, you want to look at that total picture to determine, you know, what changes do we need to make in order to make sure that we can balance this out at the end of the month? Right. This isn't about getting on each other's case about w what was spent or what wasn't and um, where you netted, but it, it's about making sure that uh, you end up in a good place and you're going against your goals together in, in the right way and that you're, you're making progress to them. That That's the end goal here is that we're making progress towards our overall goals. Um, and, and so then you're talking then based on that about the next month and what changes need to happen. Are there birthdays coming up? Is car insurance due? Um, those types of things. Um, and then, but then for for some instances, you might have big expenses come through. And Heather, you and I, we, we break out a few different big expenses that happen through the year as a monthly budget item, even though they're only, uh, even though we only have that, that spend once a year, things like our, um, like we pay our, our car insurance, I guess we pay our car insurance twice a year, but every month we're putting a little bit away for our car insurance and similarly for vacation we only do a couple of vacations a year but every month we're putting a little bit into that vacation fund 
Yeah, and I think that's a good idea because if you, if you didn't plan for it and you have that big bill come that month and you're not prepared and you can't cash flow it, you're going to be stressed and you're going to reach, what are you going to do? You're going to reach for debt. You're going to reach for that credit card to take care of it. So this is really just kind of getting out ahead of it so that when that big bill comes, it's no problem. No big deal. Just pull it out of that little account you got aside. Uh, I, I like how you said that. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> now, I will tell you, like... Don't let your partner annoy you too much by asking every month if you really still need that $20 budget for a pedicure. Or, you know, every six weeks, if that $50 haircut, do you really need that? $50 haircut? The answer is yes. Yes, you always need that. For the record, if we're bringing up the number, (laughs) the $50 haircut is really a $150 haircut, but then some extras get put on there. And then that $150 haircut can be well over $200. No, to be fair, I always usually am right on on the haircut. I'm just saying, $50 haircut. The point was a is bit of an under. You need to get your haircut, so don't let him try to bully you into not. But do you that. need a $150 <laughs> haircut? You could go to Great Clips and get a $15 or $20 haircut, right? You could. But you don't need to. <laughs> so last step here. Again, David mentioned this already. But the pool point of this is really to look at how you're tracking against your goals, right? So I love this stuff. This is where the good stuff is at. It's fun to check in on how you're doing against your goals and how that month kind of played out to get you there. Yes. Agreed. Okay, so good discussion. Uh, I was a little tense there for a minute, but I think we made it through. <laughs> so... Again, we want you to go home and have this conversation with your spouse. So sit down. Um, so if you don't have a budget, sit down and talk about it. Try to put together that first budget if you've never done it before. Uh, we're going to attach some uh, examples, a budget template in the show notes that you can use. If you're like, I have no idea where to start. I don't even know what I spend. We'll give you a template to get started. So take some time to do that. If you already have a budget and budget committee, Great job. That's awesome. Just make sure that your budget is adaptable and you can make changes along the way as as things happen each month. So, David, we talked a little bit about our budget process. We we did. As you said, it got a little heated at times. We were being real. Authentic. From your opinion, what is the worst part of doing a budget each month? And what is your favorite part? If there is a favorite part. Well... (laughs) Well, I can tell you one of these is a lot harder to answer than the other. The favorite part, right? <laughs> kind of the opposite. So I really, I, I, I'm not really sure what the worst part of budget doing a budget is. Um, there's so much great about it. Um, I, I would say probably the hardest thing about doing the budget is finding the time to do it. Because generally speaking, we're pretty stringent about really wanting it to be done on the last day of the month. And that can be hard to do sometimes. Schedules just don't work out. And finding that that hour or so to walk through the budget can be a challenge. And so I think that's the hardest thing is that it just never seems to fall on the, the a convenient day or time. Um, so we really have to be very intentional about making it work. Um, but we do it, right? We, we find the time because it's important. Um, the best part of it is in my mind is that expectations are clearly set so we learned this early on in our marriage but that 
expectations are the key to marriage. Expectations as far as who's doing what chores, how do you react to certain situations, and expectations are key in, in financial decisions and, and operating as a couple in, in finances. So because we're, we align on those expectations of this is what we're going to spend this month, everything is good. If we veer from those expectations or don't talk about shifts in those expectations, like I'm going to spend $450 on clothes that we didn't talk about, that's where you run into trouble because that expectation had not been set up front. So um, by setting those expectations, frustrations reduced, arguments are reduced, and everything because everything's agreed to in advance. Um, so yeah, things. It, it, plus, this just is freeing. Things like savings, I'm able to go and and I know we're meeting my savings goals, and I can spend with freedom because I know those goals that I have are secure. Well, thank you for your opinion. Um... <laughs> Have to kindly dis- that was a very dismissive a thank you for your opinion. <laughs> it sure sounded a little so, dismissive. I think I've got the opposite problem here. For me, uh, the worst part is the whole process. Uh, I couldn't really pin it down on a part that is <laughs> the worst. What? No. no, actually, the worst part is how David gets frustrated with anything that is over and unplanned. Um, there will always be unplanned items. Um But depending on where you are on your journey, you need to determine how much you control them or not. So we normally do talk through the big items that pop up during the month. Um, I know the clothing thing was kind of a little uh, unusual thing that happened, but um, he's usually aware of the big things that come up, but he still gets really stressed and he can start to freak out that we are going to be bankrupt because I bought some clothes this month. And so that to me is kind of the worst, the most challenging part. Now, the best part for me is when it's over. No, I really... <laughs> oh, come on. No, I, re- I really... I do really like... The best part for me is at the end, seeing how much we've saved and how we're tracking towards our goals because that is really the point of it and I get excited about the goals. So that's a really exciting part for me. Awesome. Yeah, goals are fun. Make, achieving goals are the is the best. I will agree with you there. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up our conversation for today. We, again, would love to hear your thoughts around money and your marriage, um, how that's gone, how your budgeting and process is going, um, or take your questions or topics for a future episode. Uh, remember, you can always email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Also, please remember to rate and review us on iTunes as that helps us reach more people. And thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you are a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the middle.